1: away with a hand in space space in the air for the win! Yes sir! Darn it. it's Minnesota! The win at Towns rebound, budget it fly! And Carl Anthony Towns drills it at the buzzer! A catastrophic finish for the Grizzlies! Welcome to the Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. You're home for the best Wolves talk around. Wiggins spots up there, Dude, threes, got it! He scores it at the buzzer to give the Timberwolves the victory. Welcome in to another Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. My name is Gabe Anderson, and I'm joined, as always, by Jared Good and Chris Emerson. And this is going to be a little truncated podcast because we have some big news. The Minnesota Timberwolves, it looks like Glenn Taylor is going to be selling the Timberwolves to A-Rod and Mark Lori, and it looks like that the deal is going to go through officially in 2020, or it'll go through, but they won't officially take over as full-time owners until 2023, so let's get right into it. Chris, what was your initial reaction when you heard this news?
2: Um, My initial reaction was, truthfully, like, why is everyone freaking out about A-Rod moving the team to Seattle? Um for multiple reasons one like he doesn't live in seattle um if i was a billionaire or a, uh, if i was a hundred millionaire like a rod um i would keep living in miami or wherever he is i wouldn't want to live to you know move to a rainy place like seattle um and then i thought well he doesn't really have any ties to seattle other than he happened to play there and then i thought well, why are we even concerned about where A-Rod wants to move the team? He's not the money man. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm buying something and I've got a, like, you know, I'm, I'm guessing Mark, was it Low- Lowry? What, how do you say his name? I think it's Lowry, right? So, Mark Lowry, he's, his net worth is supposedly $1 billion, <laughs> and A-Rod's is like $350 million. So – I'm guessing, like, the one to choose where the team's gonna move wouldn't be the guy with, you know, significantly less money. You know, like he's not the one pulling the strings. So that was interesting to me. A. Rod's
3: got about a third of the the net worth of of the other guy. So
2: right, right. So then, the, so then my thought was, well, that money doesn't add up either. They say it's a 1.5 billion dollar purchase. And one guy's net worth, which, of course, net worth isn't exacting, but one guy's net worth is supposedly $1 billion, and the other guy's is $350 million. So that doesn't even add up to the sale price if you take all of their net worth, which most of the times when people are buying things, they don't put every penny they have into it. So there's got to be other guys involved. There's got to be another, I don't know, half, half a billion dollars in there somewhere um that that's we don't know about um so that was my first that was my first idea and i'll let uh we'll we'll go some back and forth but what do you think after that
1: yeah yeah go ahead jared What, what what was your initial reaction
3: my initial reaction is is a horrible reaction but you know i I kind of have grown to expect the worst. Like they could have sold this franchise to pretty much everyone not named Kevin Garnett. And I would have been scared to be completely honest. Um, Just because we know for, for many, many years ever since um, Seattle lost their team um, that, that, that was kind of my biggest scare um, was the team moving to Seattle. I've actually um, uh, heard a couple other cities thrown around um, I'll do a shameless name drop here and Timothy hunt, which we all know who Timothy hunt is. Uh, he mentioned Vegas and and that kind of kind of scared me. And I, and I was kind of talking to him a little bit tonight about it. And I don't think Vegas deserves another sports team. And if you're from Vegas, I'm sorry, but, <laughs> um, but the real thing that scares me is, is a rod's ties to Seattle because, Um, we, we all know Seattle's looking to get their franchise back and A-Rod does have a little bit of ties to them. So my initial thought was, was kind of scared. Um, but like Chris said, unless, uh, Lowry or the guy with the the most money in the move wants to do that, um, then it ain't going to happen, you know? And and my biggest fear is like just kind of talking around with some other minds in our own Timberwolves group, um, was you know like people say oh yeah you know the wild moved to Dallas and then they they you know eventually came back but i think that's i think that's different with um i think that's a lot different with with what we're at now um because like like i always look back at it and say look at look at the Atlanta thrashers like they had a franchise for what like maybe two and a half years in the NHL and then they were moved and never came back. They, they moved to Winnipeg and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of my theory with, with the Timberwolves. Like if we were to move, I don't think we're getting the franchise back. So that's my biggest scare um, with this, this whole move. Um, but one bargaining chip that I'm going to use, and I know I sent it to you guys as we talked about the, the target center lease, um, the target center is leased out, to the Timberwolves through I believe what was it, like twenty thirty something? Twenty thirty-four to twenty thirty five. Yeah, that's a big time frame and, and there's gonna be a big buyout um if that were to happen. And I just think that's too much extra money. Like as much as I hate A Rod and and you know being a Twins fan, everybody hates A Rod if you're a twins fan, you know like <laughs> Like, this is just a guy that, that you don't like because he played for the Yankees. Um, and, and that was kind of my thought process throughout most of it. But if they
1: stay, I'm happy. Go, go ahead, Chris.
2: My best – one of the best little memes I saw on it was, does Arod get a discount because he already owns the Twins?
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All those years of – to be fair, with the Yankees, they I know, I know they own the Twins, but they only did win one World Series with all right. the talent that they had. But, right. yeah, they do own the twins. Uh, I just want to read uh, a quote from the Star Tribune. Uh, Towns talk, and there was actually this story from the Star Tribune how Towns one time, like, really wanted an A-Rod jersey, and his mom told him to just wear it out the store. It's actually kind of a cool story, but uh, Towns had this to say. Just to have his – and talking about A-Rod, obviously. Uh, just to have his charisma and his aura – it's getting to make a lot of people gravitate towards here. The fans to be able to have such a star like that as an owner is going to bring in awareness to this team. So I think, yes, obviously, we have the one side where, yeah, they could move. It's possible. Like, yes, um, they have been saying that Glenn Taylor in in the they they've been talking about in the construction of the deal that. It, it with it points basically towards the wolves staying here, but obviously things can change. Let's say the whole maybe Anthony Edwards doesn't work out, maybe Towns doesn't work out, maybe all the stars leave. But it does look like in the framework or at least initial talks that it looks like they want to stay here. And Chris, you had something?
2: Yeah, I mean the thing about that is, um, I mean, and and I lo- I'm a. I'm a Glenn. I'm the, I'm like the last Glenn Taylor supporter because I look at it basically like, um, he brought, he, he kept the Timberwolves here. He's went out of his way to make sure they stay here when he easily could have sold them over the last decade and they would have immediately moved away. So yeah, he might've made a bad move here or there, but that's like, you know, that's like being mad at, at the color of your couch. So you sell your entire house. Like He made a couple bad moves, but he's got the house here. Like he has the team here. Um, And like he's went out of his way to turn down buyers over the last decade that are looking to move the team or even like remotely thinking about moving the team. So for him to all of a sudden jump on the, yeah, this is our new buyer, um, because supposedly he's had deals that are right around this same money. Um, For him to be like, oh, no, now I'm serious and selling it makes me think like this team, these these buyers aren't really interested in moving it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the buyout on the, on the arena is like $50 million, yep. which is the equivalent of, you know, getting a super size or not when you go to the, get your happy meal, you know, or get your value meal. So that's really not going to affect it. But there's also a ton of other money involved with moving a franchise, you know, like probably, you know, getting the stadium set up like they don't have a stadium ready in Seattle so that would have to be done um Mm -hmm. just the logistics of moving everything probably gets to be very very expensive on top of it um so I I just don't with with Glenn's history of turning down big deals that um that are going to move the team I don't think they're moving um and I think it's going to end up being a great thing like fresh blood, fresh energy. Like there's always going to be some hype for a little bit. I mean, the A-rod stuff won't last. I mean, that'll be cool for, you know, a year or two. And, and that's okay. Just luckily, that's right around the time that hopefully we're going to be cool. Hopefully we'll be hitting the playoffs and A-Rod will be, you know, JLo will be dancing on the big screen at halftime, um, up in the owner's suite or something. And, you know, there'll be some, there'll be some little style to the Timberwolves. That'll be cool. Um, and then just like Jeter in Miami, like after a while, you're not going to hear about it and you won't care anymore. But I, I don't think it's a bad thing if I had to guess they're staying. But, but here's the deal. It, when Glenn Taylor steps away, he doesn't have a say anymore. So this whole like they're going to stay here and they're giving me a promise, like unless there's some sort of contractual thing dialed in there, which it would be surprising, Mm-hmm. When somebody else owns them, owns them, they get to do what they want. So Glenn Taylor won't have any say after two years from now.
1: Right, and like like you said, even if there is um, like some language in the contract saying that they should stay here, it's going to be very hard to enforce it. I, mm-hmm. I believe um, it's going to be very difficult to uh, to have that hold up in court. It would have to be very explicit. But Jared, oh, yeah. you had something.
3: Yeah, so like like Chris was kind of saying, like one thing that I want to talk about is like so the Timberwolves franchise was was valued at one point three to one point five. I think we kind of all agreed on that price tag. We talked about it um, previously, and they got top dollar for it. Which I, I, I mean, I believe the sale price was one point five. Don't quote me on that, but I believe that's what it was.
2: That's what and, they say right now.
3: Yeah, so that's top dollar, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, if you're paying top dollar, maybe you just like where the team's at, and you like like the future. The future of this team is super bright, which is which is you know awesome. You know, like if you're a buyer and you have the talent that the Timberwolves roster has, being the worst team in the entire league is kind of hard to say about, but we talk about it a lot. Um, Yeah, I mean, if we stay here. I'm fine with the move. That's that's my biggest scare, and I think that's the biggest scare for a lot of Timberwolves fans. Uh, you get a guy that has ties to Seattle. We all know Seattle's a, a bargaining chip to get their franchise back, and, and that's kind of scary. But if they stay here, I mean, I'm all for it. Like like a Rod, I don't like the guy, but that that's just because he crushed he crushed Minnesota fans for for years so that's really my only reasoning. I don't know what he's like as a businessman. And like Chris said, he's really only maybe at best a third third a 33% ownership in, in this deal. So I mean, if he's a 33% ownership, like we talked about last podcast, Chris, I know I know Chris specifically said if we want bandwagon fans and Drake is the best and Drake is the, is the front runner. Like, yeah, you want a charismatic star that people recognize in your franchise.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: But if the franchise leaves, then I'm, then I'm out on the deal. Like that's, that's the big deal for me, but we won't know that.
2: I'm, I'm not a big baseball guy right now, so I can't really speak too much of it, but I heard someone recently say like, a-Rod is everywhere on the national baseball like scene, like commentating and stuff. I, I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. So, I mean, that right there is pulling marketing. I mean, that's, you know, where some wear some Timberwolves swag on, on you know, or, you know, be seen about that. All that stuff counts, man. That brings in money. That's That's what you need. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I hoped Kevin Garnett, like if Kevin Garnett ever got into ownership, I didn't want him to make any decisions or do anything, but I want I wouldn't have minded him just to be that, you know, hood ornament, but I was just afraid he'd say too much. I'm not afraid of A Rod speaking out of, you know, out of the wrong side of his mouth and saying something stupid that's gonna like devalue or piss people off. I don't see him as that type of guy.
1: Right. And okay, so let, let, let's address this right now. So what what a lot of people don't like about a Rod is that he lied about steroids, and and so they see him as oh he's just gonna he's just lying to us now. Well, we got to remember half the entire MLB lied about steroids. Like exactly. he wasn't just a Rod; he was just the one. I mean, look at look at that. What was it? Um, what was that list that came out like in two thousand five or something? Balco yeah, yeah, the Balco list. Yeah, I mean, like that was half the league. Like, it's it's not like every every MLB every MLB star who who took steroids or not even star, just MLB player is a huge liar and can't do anything else uh, financially. And one other thing that I wanted to bring up, I was looking at the numbers here. Now I don't know how much. So I, I don't know how, how much weight this carries, but I'm looking at the attendance numbers for 2002 and 2003. Now, obviously the Wolves had, the, these were the prime years of the Timberwolves. This is the prime of the Garnet era, but I'm looking at the attendance numbers. For example, 2002, Timberwolves are 14th, um, selling 93.9% of their tickets. Meanwhile, the uh the supersonics people want to say oh this oh we miss the fans so much they they only they were lower at only fifteen thousand four hundred fifty one they were at 21 percent sellouts at that time and in 2003 gets even better for the timberwolves oh no 2003 is a little bit of a downer but then 2004 let's go to 2004 uh attendance numbers i mean the Timberwolves are eleventh on the list in total attendance, selling ninety-two point eight percent of uh, of their tickets. So basically, what I'm saying is here, the 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 fans are there here in Minnesota. We just need a winner. Like, uh, I was just going to say that. Yeah, that go ahead.
3: Minnesota is the prototypical fair weather fan. Like like Minnesota has numbers within inside its state. Like, it it doesn't really seem like that. But, like, if you go to stuff that, like, Minnesotans like, like, go to the State Fair. Like, everyone loves the State Fair, and there are millions of peoples within a small stretch because Minnesotans love it. And Mm -hmm. and same thing with the Twins. I I talked about it. uh, I don't even know if I mentioned it on this podcast, but I talked about it somewhere previously. Like, if the Twins are going to win games, they're going to sell out that stadium when it's nice. Like that's just, that's just how Minnesota is. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it because I know so many people in Minnesota are like me that have been through blood, sweat, and tears, but we also have the the other 50% of our fans are like, oh yeah, we're winning. I'm going to be there, you know, and it kind of right. sucks to say, but that's Minnesota to a nutshell.
2: Right. I'm not sure how Minnesota that is or how United States that is. I bet you like, if, like, you we were just reading in Seattle, if you read back when Seattle had Sean Kemp and Gary Payton, I bet you they're top five in attendance. You know, if you read back when, you know, like any team that's winning, they're going to have people. Any team that's losing, they're not. Unless you're like, you know, the Knicks or the Lakers, where they're probably consistently full. But I mean, even the Lakers have some years when they're not doing good that people aren't showing up. So, I mean, yeah, winning is what's going to change the thing. But you asked a top uh, question recently, so let's say they do move. Do you still support the Timberwolves? Let's say they move to Seattle. Are you a Timberwolves fan, or what are you doing?
1: Go, you, you go first, Jared. I got to think about it. <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: So my so my answer was basically this, and it was kind of a popular answer, just with a couple people in the group. But my answer was basically this: I'm going to support this team until. Every single player on the current roster is no longer there. Um, like I've invested a lot into the Timberwolves uh for for many, many years. we're talking twenty plus years, and I know I know that, that Gabe's in the same boat as me because he's kind of the, the Minnesota guy, kind of much like me. Um yeah, I'm 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 here, like even if they're in Seattle, which I think the earliest possibility would be what, twenty twenty four. I mean, we're gonna have
2: a They don't even have a stadium.
3: Yeah. So we're probably talking 20 and, and and like we talked about earlier, I think our biggest bargaining chip for anything is our lease with, even even though it's pennies on the dollar, but we're leased out through the target center up and through past 2030, you know? I mean, they would have to build a stadium lightning fast. They would have, I mean, there's a lot that has to happen for them to move. Um, but, yeah, I mean, even if it were to happen and say, I don't know, I think the earliest possibility is probably 2028 20, if you get some lightning builders like uh, – I, I, <laughs> I'd say you get some lightning builders like Gary Gabe. I know he did some construction on some of these stadiums, which he'll always uh, – you know, that's cool. You know, like, like you get some lightning builders that, that do some stuff. I mean, it can happen quick, and if the money's there, I mean, it'll happen. But, so do you support them, just until that
2: him? till till uh, Jaden McDaniels is gone?
3: Yeah, I mean, I support them until every single player is not on this roster anymore. So like, like I'm talking Cats retired. I'm talking Delos in, in the you know out off the team. I'm talking Ants out of here. Like it's gonna take a lot, but I will support them for as long as our current roster is on the team. And I think that is the best way to answer it because we've talked about them for a year when they're horrible, you know, <laughs> like it, it takes a lot for you to move on to some of the guys that you're invested in.
1: Uh, for me. And I'll be, before I answer this, I want to say one thing. What does the Minnesota Minneapolis market have or do, not have that? Like a small market, like Milwaukee doesn't have like, like, I mean, I mean, think about it. Like Minneapolis is way bigger than something like Milwaukee or the market in Indiana or in Indianapolis. Like it's just it's not a bad market, in my opinion. Uh, but will just, I support? Yeah, go ahead. We just
2: have to answer that question. We have a lot more mouths to feed. Like we've got the Twins. We've got the Wild. We've got, you know, other other professional programs, big, you know, big D1 universities. So we've got things pulling away that like Milwaukee doesn't quite as much or Indiana, you know, but still, I mean, I, I know mean, what you're I, saying. We're a huge place. Like,
3: yeah. we, I, I'm we, really we like not worried. We charismatic about. figures, which is exactly what Alex Rodriguez, even though he's going to be a minority owner is, he's a charismatic figure. Like we don't have celebrities in the stands, you know, very rarely do we have that happen. We are a blue collar state, you know, like, <laughs> and if we start winning, the blue collar and the blue chip fans are going to be there. And we, all three of us, expect us to win next season. So, win and don't worry about it. That's 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 the most simple answer. Win and you ain't got to worry.
1: Now, now he, here's the other thing. I think our geographical location helps us because I know like Iowa's not the biggest market, South Dakota, North Dakota's not the biggest market. But who are they gonna root for? Like, there like, the, like, yeah, like, why not? Why not bring them in? Like we were talking about last podcast with fair weather fans. Like, I was thinking about it, and you're absolutely right, Chris. Like, bring in the the fan from Iowa who just learned what basketball is yesterday.
2: Montana,
1: Wyoming,
2: North Dakota, South Dakota. Like, I saw a thing with where they were talking about your favorite football teams, you know? Mm -hmm. And the Vikings were, I mean, one of the hugest landmass fan bases Mm -hmm. because we had all the way to, like, Montana. I mean, yeah. we've got the whole, we got all of the. I mean, there's not many people, but like landmass, right. we still got them all.
3: I, and I have a I have a sports chap with with people from all over the country. And a guy sent me a video tonight. He's at his first Utah Jazz game. He's been a Utah Jazz guy for a long time, but he's never been there. And and his brother is the same way. They're twin brothers that live out in Utah, and, and they, you know, they're winning and the teams. The stadium is back open, and they're ready to be there because that's the team that they followed, and and some of that stuff like, it, it's so cliche to think about for for guys like us who have been like, this is our team and this is our state and this is this and that, but like, mm-hmm. we're, there's also the same people that aren't going to be there if the team isn't good. And I know, I know. We'll, we'll retract a couple, a couple of things back when we were first talking about COVID. And and Gabe, what I know one thing that Gabe said was he said with COVID and everything going on, and would you be there if the Target Center opened tomorrow? And this was months ago. And Gabe mm-hmm. said, "Let me in." You know, like, <laughs> like this is this is what we're here for. You know, mm-hmm. but not everybody's got that same mindset. So, right. I mean, take yes. it with
1: a grain of salt. Right, absolutely, and and I, I just I want to give a, a challenge out to Minnesota fans. If you want the team to stay here, like go to the games, buy the merch, like do the work to absolutely like give them an incentive to stay here. Like you think a Rod's going to come? Now, obviously, I'm talking if you're worried about the pandemic, you don't have the shot yet. Like by all means, don't go to Target Center. Like don't don't risk your personal health. But I'm talking once this whole thing's over, hopefully. Hope I mean the new strand is worrisome. But once this whole thing's over and everything's open up again, um, if it ever happens, go to the target center, you know, buy tickets. Even if you're not the biggest fan, you're a casual fan. Like, hey, give give them a shot. And you want to see a team grow here and, and see Anthony Edwards uh you see Towns in his prime, you see D'Angelo Russell in his prime, you can see Anthony Edwards grow into something. Um uh, McDaniels, maybe the pick that we get. Uh, who knows? Could be Cunningham, could be Mobley. I know that Chris would love it to be Mobley. Um, <laughs> but if you want to see something grow here, go to the games. Maybe buy a hat or something that you wouldn't buy before. Like, show A-Rod that we're here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
3: So I'll say this. Um, this will be kind of my last take. But, like, you know, the I was, I was at the Target Center probably – five or six times in that year that we were winning. And I don't think I've been back since. And that has nothing to, that. a lot of that has to do with pandemic and, you know, like just stuff going on. But like, there are people that like recognize me, like even just average people I've had Gary gave at, you know, say, reach out to me and say, Hey, do you want to go tonight? But like, I'm a busy guy, like, like, right. like, you know, like stuff comes up in life and I've had per- certain people that, where other times where I've taken them up on their offer and they say, you know, I'll give you tickets. Just go and enjoy because I know you love the team. And 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 fans are going to be there when we're winning. And the tickets are going to be that much harder to come by. And that's any sports team in Minnesota. Like, like the Wild right now, I know neither one of you are Wild fans. And, and I can't really say that I am either, but like – those 3,000 tickets are probably pretty hard to come by right now. Yep. You know? mm-hmm. So, I mean, win, don't worry. You know, that's, that's my biggest takeaway. And I'll write a novel with my hands in front of this camera saying that. <laughs> win and don't worry about
1: anything. Absolutely. So I, I'm finally going to answer your question now. I think that I would support the Timberwolves even if they left, at least for a while. Um, I, I would support them just – for lack of a different team, and like, like you said, some if some of the players are still there, like if Towns, I, I would support Towns to the end. But I, I think I would support them, uh, but it would be tough. You would also, I mean, I'm not going to lie, the, uh, the Seattle so- Supersonics logo is kind of cool. so
0: awesome.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it's kind of cool. But obviously I'd rather have this one, but if it came down to it, I think I would support them. What about you, Chris? Uh, you asked the question, so what would you do?
2: So I'm big on organizations, like if they're run properly, and I like the way that we're being run right now. So like as long as Rosas is in charge and, you know, I like respect the way, like the decisions they're making, I, I, I agree with like their ideas on the draft and on trades and on stuff like that, I'll, I'll stick with them. Um, if they start making, I mean, but this truthfully, this happened when Tibbs came through. I really hated that move from the beginning, and I hated his draft, and I hated almost everything he did once he got here. So I, I mean, I, I you know, I kept an eye on the Timberwolves, but I stopped being, you know, I, I stopped watching them. I, I watch every single game. I didn't watch. I think I watched maybe like three or four games through the whole couple years of Thibodeau. And I started watching 76ers and Nuggets because those were the two teams who I liked what their organization was doing. So mm-hmm. it would, it would, to me, it would strictly be based on the organization. Okay. But I don't think it's gonna be a worry. Like the the NBA David or or Adam Silver said he's not looking for teams to move. He wants to expand the NBA. They want expansion, they want more teams. Um, we talked about just last last uh, podcast. How deep the talent pool is, man! Like, right. we—I mean, there's so much talent in the NBA right now. They could easily support two more, t- two more uh, teams, and then, you know, in a couple years, high school players are starting to be drafted. So, I mean, the talent pool is going to be super deep. Um I, I mean, yeah, Las Vegas has been talked about for a while as as a team that because they're now getting pro sports. So, I'm not going to be surprised if Las Vegas and Seattle become two new teams and you know we bring it to 32
3: and and I'm glad you used the number two because I was going to stop you there because because I was going to say if you look at at every other pro sports or pro pro league um two 32 is the max you know you're not going over that number no matter where you are I think the NHL has 30 and I think the NBA still has 30 but that might not be completely accurate, but, no, it's true. but I
2: don't yeah. know about NHL.
3: Yeah. Yeah. 32 is the max number. And and so I th- I'm glad that you used the number two, but the number two also in the back of my mind, cause I'm sitting on pins and needles here. Like until I hear the new owners say we ain't moving, I'm going to have reserves, but uh I, I think we're going to be okay. Because I think we're going to win, which we talked about last podcast.
1: Right. Right, and one last thing I wanted to bring up, um, like you said, the league would rather um, expand rather than move. I mean, look at look at what happened with the with the C, new Seattle team for the NHL, who is not doing as well as the NBA. They even expanded the the NHL, who is not like I said, not the biggest ticket as the NHL. They or the uh, NBA, they didn't move a team. They just expanded and made the what are they the the. What's the new Seattle team? Anybody know? Um, they had like, like a, the Kraken. Yeah, the Kraken. Yes. Right, 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 right. So yeah, I mean, if the if the NHL can expand, I mean, I feel like the NBA can too. Honestly, best case scenario in my book is that both Seattle and Las Vegas gets team, and we keep ours. Go to thirty two, maybe. And I heard this scenario, and this is very greedy. Maybe move to make ge- geographical sense. Maybe move the wolves to the east.
2: That's what I was gonna say. And I've been saying that for a couple of years. You give me a division, like you you stop flying us to the West Coast. Like every year we've got by far the most miles flown, you know, the mm-hmm. most like distance road trips. We've got the worst schedule for travel. You give us Chicago, Milwaukee, um, Cleveland, and Indiana. You yep. make that our our group, dude. That would be amazing. And I mean, how many cool road trips to Milwaukee or to Chicago to see the Wolves battle? I mean, that would be perfect.
1: Also, Oh, go ahead, Jared. Uh,
3: uh, I'm just going to say this one last time, but like. When we're winning, you're going to get teams from other states like you're going to get the travel and and the tickets are going to fly through the roof. Like, that's just how Minnesota is. And I've. I can I can testament it because like as much as a diehard sports Minnesota sports fan that I am, it's also hard for me to go watch a, a, a 14 and 40 team. But I mean, if I get the chance to go, I mean I'm gonna be there. But at the same point in time, that's what sells tickets. Winning sells tickets, and we expect to win next year, and we're gonna be in the playoffs, and we're I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my mark on, on this exact episode. We are gonna be in the playoffs, which we all agree on. But we're going to be a five
1: seed in the playoffs, and we're going to sell a shit ton of tickets. Woo, five seed! Wow, that that's optimistic. I I hope you're right. I hope you're right. And just with the East move, and we got to wrap this up soon. But with the East move, just some of the rivalries you can you can build, like Minnesota Milwaukee kind of do that thing they have with the Packers, and then you get Minnesota Chicago that thing that they that the Vikings had with the Bears, and forget just about
2: Detroit. It. Detroit, like there's so many teams right in that range, right Right. in your backyard,
1: you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And also think of it, think of it this way. Like, let's say you live on the tip of Iowa right between Illinois and um, Iowa. I mean, you want to, maybe it's too far to go to a Wolves game, but maybe they're playing the Bulls. Maybe you go over to the Bulls and see them a couple nights. I don't know.
3: and, And one thing that like, if you add teams, there's always a realignment and, and, And I'm not a big NHL guy, but they've realigned a ton in the past couple of years. But they're also adding teams. I think you're looking at the same thing. If you add two teams and we're still here, you're probably going to have a realignment because you're adding two teams probably that are going to be on the west side. And we could be a team that could be pushed into the east, which
1: makes a lot of sense. And helps us a lot. <laughs> it, it gives us a leg up. Well, I think we're going to leave it there. Make sure to tune in to the Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. We do it there. I like the hat. I love the hat. We if I don't still, buy
3: my hat by next Friday, I'm going to be pissed
1: because I know I got one. <laughs> are awesome. Uh, we, we do it every single week. We'll probably do it on a Friday this week. Uh, Chris, thanks so much for joining us.
2: No problem, man.
1: And Jared, as always, it was fun. Absolutely. When and we're in. Absolutely. And this has been an impromptu. Everything's coming up Timberwolves episode. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube and follow us on uh on Spotify so you never miss an episode. And as always, Go Wolves.
0: Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At US Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling.